Thank you for listening to the Passion Church Podcast. Our mission is to help you win by living a genuine Jesus-filled life. If you are ever in Cameron, Missouri, come and see us and join the Passion Church family. Visit our Facebook page or our website at passionchurchmo.com to find out more about us. I left you hanging last week because we talked about this scripture. And uh, in fact, the entirety of the book of Ephesians written by the Apostle Paul has to do with spiritual warfare and our, and our life in God. And the fact that even though we are born originally of the first seed of the first man, Adam, and so we're born into sin and have a sinful nature, in Christ Jesus, that sinful nature has been reversed. And now we have a Christ-like nature, not by anything that we can merit, but by the grace of God. He has extended to us what he has earned by keeping the law. And you and I are now living in the benefit of all of the spiritual victory that Christ Jesus has won. And so that's when the word says that we are more than overcomers. It means that we are living and fighting in the victory that Christ has already won. So really, these battles are won if we can just submit ourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil, he will flee. If you believe that, give a neighbor a high five and say, I win. <laughs> Good morning. If you're streaming with us, we're so glad that you're with us today at Passion Church. Come visit us. Right now, we're at 1018 North Cedar, but we won't be here long. So... We'll keep you posted. Anyway, last week we, we read out of this uh, scripture, and so let's take a look at it real quick. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, keep in mind that we're talking about spiritual warfare. The entire book really uh, is about sp spiritual warfare. And verse number 10, now he's already gave them instructions. He's already told them, you know, how to live right, and don't be drunk with wine, don't act like an idiot, don't treat your wife wrong, you know, don't be a man pleaser, don't just go about trying to, to get your own way in life, but if you're really going to live for God, live for God. Who could say amen to that, all right? And so verse number 10, I'm reading out of the King James, has the these and thous. Finally, my brethren, <laughs> it almost sounds like relief, right? He's like, finally, my brethren. After I finally got this to you, he says, be strong in the power of the Lord, or be strong in the Lord, I'm sorry, and in the power of his might. Now, pay attention to the way that sentence is structured. Finally, my brethren, be strong in who? In the Lord. You see, we don't fight this battle in our own strength. If you want to win, stop fighting in your own strength. If you want to win, quit trying to, to, to fight this on your own. Don't fight this out of your personality. Don't fight this out of your own willpower. Learn how to fight the wiles, and the wiles mean the schemes of the enemy, through the victory that's already been won in Christ Jesus. How is that? Learn the word and learn how the word works, and learn how to work the word, and learn how to stand in faith, believing that what Christ has done is enough, and then use the authority that you've been given in that name. 
to reverse the curse around you and let the devil know who you are. Amen. Can you say amen to that? So finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that means natural people, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In other words, this is a realm of, of demons that you cannot see with your natural eye, but as real as the wind is outside that blows through the trees, these spirits hang in the atmosphere trying to influence mankind. And because even Jesus proclaimed that because of what Adam did in the garden, that that uh, uh, Satan has become the God, little g, of this world, doesn't mean he's the God in control, but he thinks he's the God of structured society. And in a sense, he is in the fact that he has the power to tempt. And he can tempt you and get you convinced you should follow him. And you can follow him inadvertently and not even realize that's what you're doing. Are you with me so far? And so this is what he's he's alluding to and telling us here. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand. And then he goes on and he tells us about other weapons of the warfare. I don't want to go into all of that today, but I want you to understand that if we're going to be strong in God, we must be able to stand in what we know and not be moved. Who could say amen to that? All right. So let's go back up to verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, last week we looked at this be strong in the Lord, and we looked at the word power, and the word power we talked about last week was the word kratos. Kratos. And the word kratos is a demonstrative, eruptive, manifested power. It equates to, if you read over in the first chapter of Ephesians, it tells us that kratos power is the same power that resurrected Christ Jesus from the dead. It's the same power that Jesus used when he stood outside of the tomb of Lazarus and hollered into Lazarus in the tomb who was one day beyond being raised from the dead according to Jewish tradition. And that is the kind of power that will make a miracle of life happen even where it seems impossible. And as Jesus stood outside of the tomb of Lazarus, He proclaimed to Martha, who was having trouble getting her mind around the circumstances, that he claimed to her that he was the resurrection and the life. So that word kratos is the same power as the resurrection. It describes the power that has made every believer into a Christ-like individual. Mm. But today, I want to talk about might. 
I left you hanging. Man, we were ready to shout last week when we were talking about Kratos' power, understanding that all the power that Christ Jesus walked in in the earth that caused miracles to happen and to pop into the lives of people who came encounter with him resides in you. I don't know if you've got that or not, but all of the power of Christ Jesus resides in you, not because of you, but because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so last week we were ready to shout over the fact that we figured out that we have the power or the kratos of God to demonstrate the power of God. We kind of laughed about that because sometimes when people will have their first encounter with God, as you were sharing uh, just a little bit there this morning, Kendra, I was thinking about that in that you went to this place for one purpose with one agenda, and God knows how to take a man and order his steps uh, and alter the original plan that you went for. Yes, you got what you needed, but at the same time, God got what he needed. Mm. And there's nothing more powerful than to stand in front of somebody and they immediately can recognize there's something different about you. That's the same testimony of Christ Jesus. Everyone knew there was something different about him. He had some connection to God that others around him and others in the church of the day didn't have. The beauty is you and I live on this side of the cross of Calvary. We live on this side of the resurrection of Christ Jesus. You live on this side of him going back to heaven and sending back the paraclete, the one called alongside, the partner in your salvation who fills you with Kratos power, that eruptive power that you can sit across from a non-believer and speak the truth of Jesus Christ and suddenly the atmosphere around that person begins to change and something on the inside of them begins to erupt and the more you talk the more they lean in I've seen it happen a thousand times plus as I stand at the altar laying hands on people some are believers some are not but I've watched as the power of God would begin to flow and move and reach and touch and change lives and I've seen people vibrate under the power of God I've seen people shake when you talk to them about God. There's something about the Kratos power that resides in us that resurrects life out of dead places. Mm. So we left off with that last week. Man, there's no life that's more exciting than living for Christ Jesus. Who could say amen to that? The more I live for him, the more exciting it gets. Now, now I get old and grumpy sometimes because I'm old. That's not a good time to say amen, brother. <laughs> and grumpy, right? <laughs> it's, it, but, but here's the thing. No matter how grumpy my exterior might look at the moment, don't, don't get fooled by that because down on the inside, there's Kratos' power. Not because of me, but because of the Christ that lives within me. And so sometimes he has to shake old grumpy and get him back where he belongs. Today I want to go to the second word that we didn't get time to get to last week. I'll make this as brief as I can. Look at this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. How are we strong? 
in the Lord. We're strong in God. You can't be strong on your own. How many have ever tried to face temptation on your own? But if you stand in God, there ain't nothing you can't do. Look at this. Watch. Be strong in the Lord and the kratos of his might. In the power of his might. Last week we talked about kratos power. This week I want to look at the word might. That word might is the word is kuo. Is kuo. And is kuo means force or forceful or mighty. It gives us the idea of a very, very strong man. Maybe like a bodybuilder. A mighty man with great muscular capacity. You ever seen some of them guys on them magazines, those bodybuilder magazines? They're so blowed up, it's like, oh my goodness, they look like the Michelin man or something. They got muscles popping on top of their muscles. I look at some of those and I go, my goodness, the discipline it takes and the work it takes to stay after it to get your body to look like that. And so Paul is giving us a very similar picture here. He isn't, he isn't applying this word to himself or to you and me. But he's describing God, the one who can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can think to ask. In other words, if we're strong in the Lord and the kratos of his power, then what weapon formed against me could ever prosper? But if I listen to the enemy, he'll get me to thinking that I'm fighting my spiritual battles all by myself and I'm losing and I'm up against the ropes while he's pelting me. And the only reason that happens is because we don't really understand who we are. Mm. So this word iskuo, iskuo means very strong, very powerful. We're describing the creator God. So I want to ask a question real quickly. Is there anyone more powerful than our God? Is there any power in the universe equal to the muscular ability of our God? Hmm. We watch an atomic explosion and we're awed by the destruction that it brings. And yet, that is just a... Because <laughs> when God said, let there be, boom! It happened and still happening. Look at this. Look at this. So consider this. We're talking about a muscular, mighty overpowering, overwhelming God. Are you with me? Look at this. With one stroke of his hand, the universe was created and flung into place. With one stroke of his hand, he released the force to wipe out a rebellious civilization in Noah's time. With just one stroke of his hand, the Egyptian rebellion was crushed and the Israelites were released. 
with one stroke of his hand, Satan fell like lightning and demons were shoved aside and placed in chains of darkness. Hmm. With one stroke of his hand, although medically impossible and physically impossible, Jesus was conceived and miraculously born to a virgin girl. With one stroke of his hand, death and hell coughed up Jesus, releasing dead people from hell who had been gone for a long time. They were seen walking around with the Savior after Jesus' resurrection. Jesus directed resurrection power outside of the tomb of Lazarus, but when Jesus came up, it was so mighty and so powerful under the hand and the mighty unction of God that it released many, many people who were in the throes of death. Mm. <laughs> when God flings his hand, he always hits his target. <laughs> I want you to understand that during this act of resurrection, when Jesus came up from the grave, that demons and powers and principalities were paraded around as defeated foes in a parade of naked defeat. They were stripped in that moment. All their power taken away as the one who died for your sin and paid the price won and came up victorious over death, hell, and the grave, holding the keys to such in his hands, handing the keys of the kingdom to you and having resided now in you through the power and the personage of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand that the, the position of the devil and his defeat foes and the angels of darkness have not changed since the time of Jesus. They're just good at deceiving you into believing they still hold the power, but they do not hold the power. Guess where the power lays now? <laughs> the Kratos power. That power that causes people to reel and rock. The power that changes you from the inside out. The power that can convert you from a hardened sinner into a seasoned saint. The Kratos. That power that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Kratos. That power you can pull into the prayer closet, lay on your face and cry unto your God. And it changes the circumstances that you went in there with. The Kratos power of God has been won for you through Christ Jesus. And there's no demon in hell strong enough to take from you what God has baptized you with. Amen. He cannot. Yeah. I don't know about you. That makes me want to just go outside and run around church ten times. So I want you to see something. That Kratos power in you is backed By the escuo of God. Think about it. The power in you is backed by the power of God. Mm. The Kratos has been fused with the escuo. In other words, backed by the power of God. 
in other, I don't know if you get this, the power in you, if you let God be the strong man that you depend on, cannot fail. It's backed by God. The Kratos has been fused with the Eskul, and because of that, in Acts, the second chapter, we find that it exploded in dunamis to everyone who believed. The explosive power of God is both the Kratos and the Eskul, and it comes to us in the dunamis power of God. It is the same power that is still being released today when someone comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, and they fall on their face, and they cry out to him. God immediately dispatches is the Holy Spirit to fill them with the Kratos and then the Eskuo comes along and fills them and when you get baptized under the power of the precious Holy Ghost and he begins to do for you what he did for the saints in the second chapter of Acts I want you to understand that when those two come together boom you get the most explosive power in the entire universe wow I'm having fun so Kratos is so powerful in its demonstration because of the Eskuo, God's muscular might, it backs it up. So Ephesians 6.10 conveys this idea in the original Greek. Do you want to hear it? Be strong in the Lord and in the powerful, outwardly demonstrated ability that works in you as a result of God's muscular ability that is working behind the scenes. Should I say that again? Here's what it conveys. Be strong in the Lord. Quit trying to be strong in yourself. Be strong in God. Be strong in him. Remind yourself when you're in a corner of weakness and you'd like to lay down in a fetal position to stand back up and say, no, 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 no. You've already defeated. Jesus already won this war. I'm not going to let you get over on me. I'm standing up to my rightful place. I'm going to be the child of God that the word says that I am. For the word tells me that I have all the power of the Godhead bodily because Christ Jesus has all the power of the Godhead bodily. And that means that whatever comes against me, Jesus has already fought, already won, and handed the victory to me. Be strong in the Lord and in the powerful, outwardly demonstrated ability to work in you as a result of God's muscular ability that is working behind the scenes. And all God is and all the power he possesses and all the energy of his muscular, mighty ability now energizes the Kratos power that is working in you. You have the power in you to win every skirmish with the powers of darkness. You never have to face defeat again. Now, I didn't say life won't throw circumstances at you. Let's, let's bring the balance. I didn't say the trouble won't come. Oh, trouble will come. But what are you going to do with that trouble? Are you going to receive it as, as your trouble and try to fight it? Or are you going to say, God, you see the trouble? I know your victory. So I'm going to stand right here in victory till this trouble passes. Because you have the Kratos power to make mountains move. Look, I got to finish. I got to finish. Mm. With what's alive and well in you, 
I want to leave you today with this understanding. Why are you living a second-class life? Now, you may wonder what I mean by that. I don't mean social standing. I'm talking about why are you standing by as though you have no power? Why are we standing idly by and letting the devil run roughshod over our community, over our household, over our family, over our children? Why? Why? When I can go into my prayer closet alone with my muscular God and stand on the promises that he has given me and begin to proclaim over my life and over my world and over the things around me, the word of God that he has given me to empower me with, that my muscles will be strong too because I depend upon him. So if I'll exercise my faith in him, he'll take care of what I cannot take care of. Wow. That's not even in my notes. I want you to get this. I got to hurry. Why are we living beneath the means God has given us when both the resurrection and the might of God are working in an explosive infusion within us? Oh, I heard that. I heard that. We choose to. Why? Because we're talked into it by an impish devil who's already been paraded around naked. For all the heavenly angels to see, he was stripped of everything he thought he had and paraded in front of the two-thirds of the angels who had brains enough to stay in the battle with God. And that devil, having been defeated, is the same today as he was when Jesus came up from the grave. He's gained no power now, let me explain something to you. In the book of Genesis, this is off note, but in the book of Genesis, he appears in the garden as a serpent. By the time we get to Revelation, he looks like a dragon. Someone been feeding that snake. Someone been feeding that snake. Who? The non-believing world. They keep feeding him, giving him more of their power. If they only understood the deception of this enemy, they'd place their foot squarely on his head and watch him squirm. But they don't understand who they are. They don't understand what they've got. And church, it is more imperative in 2018 than it has ever been in any other generation that the church of Jesus Christ stand up and become the church of Jesus Christ and understand who we are and begin to turn the tide because there's a world out there. There's a world that's longing. There's a world that's hungry. There's a world that's seeking. There's a world who doesn't understand. There's a world who find themselves underneath the world every day when they wake up. They feel as though the weight of the world is sitting on top of them. And what they don't understand is they have the power to just speak. Yeah. All they got to do is speak the word of God. And that mountain has got to move off of their chest so they can live a life of victory. <laughs> wow. So, knowing what's alive and well in you, when you lay hands on the sick, lay hands on the sick in confidence. This has happened, this has happened to me a hundred times. I lay hands on somebody, and then here comes the enemy to try to bring a doubt. 
Healing doesn't reside on you. Healing resides on the power of God. The kratos and the eskuo inside of you, the dunamis, working God's will. It's not up to you to bring a healing. It's up to the Holy Spirit to bring a healing. So when you lay hands on the sick, you do it in confidence. Not that you have anything. I have nothing to give. I could lay that on you all day. There ain't no electricity in that. Oh, but if God energizes the laying on of hands, something's going to happen. So this isn't your power anyway. Be strong in the Be strong in the Lord. That makes a whole different ballgame when I lay hands on you. Hey, I'm coming with a strong God. I'm bringing my strong God into this circumstance. I'm bringing my God into the middle of this crisis. And oh, as painful as it is today, this too shall pass. And I'll see the victory of God when I get to the other end of this moment. When I get to the other end of this difficulty. When I get to the other end of this hardship. When I get to the other end of this, this lack. When I get to the other end, I'm going to understand that God and his might was more than enough. i got to hurry. Pray with authority and power. When you go to your prayer closet, don't go in there. Oh, Lord, please help me. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm trying to help you. Because I have prayed a thousand prayers like that and watched them fall to the ground. But I've also learned who he is. And when I come into the prayer closet, I just say, God, here's the circumstance, and I know you're bigger. Here's the problem, and I know your size. Here's the situation, and I know your power. I just expect you to take care of it, and I'm going to put the rest of my trust in you. Also, speak the word of faith into every situation. Speak the word of faith into every situation. You've got to know what the word says in order to live a victorious life in Christ because the enemy is going to come along and tell you everything contrary to what this word says and get you to focus on the things that seem contrary to what this word says. But I'm here to tell you that even if the enemy brings something that seems so contrary to the word that you're struggling to figure it out, you hold on to what the word says because the word transcends the fact and the facts can change and if God's said it he intends for it to come to pass that's why he told you not one not two not three all the promises of God are Mm, you all know the word you all know the word last but not least and I've already said it you can see mountains move on your behalf if you understand to be strong in the Lord so the next time you run across a problem that seems a little overwhelming You need to remind yourself of 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in me. Be strong in the Lord. Greater is he that is in me. This isn't talking about people. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is the God in me, big G, 
than the little g that controls this world. Greater is God. And we don't have to lose. Not another battle in Christ Jesus. I don't know if that excites you or not, but that excites me. That excites me. That excites me. We're so glad you listened to this message today. Our goal is to bring hope, encouragement, and help you win, all while building God's kingdom. At Passion Church, we believe in community. If you would like to partner with us in prayer or giving, then send us a message on Facebook or through our website, passionchurchmo.com. We'd love to hear how God is impacting your life through this ministry.